0: Welcome to the Darknet Summary. In this month's episode, we talk about the latest FBI-led international sting on Genesis Market, one of the largest cybercrime platforms. The sting, known as Operation Cookie Monster, was a coordinated action involving law enforcement agencies in 14 countries. It resulted in the initial arrest of 119 people, from operators of Genesis Market's domains down to suppliers who provided stolen data for later use in fraud activities. NetOne's intelligence specialist, Michal Barbash is here to explain the importance of Genesis Market to cybercriminals and how the sting operation impacts the overall fight against fraud.
1: In the early afternoon of Tuesday, the 4th of April, users of Genesis Market trying to access their clearance sites were met with an FBI seizure notice on the homepage. The site was down. The operation was based on a warrant issued by the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Wisconsin. We know that 200 people have been arrested to date, mainly the U.S. and across various European countries. A further 200 searches and interviews have taken place. Interestingly, the US Department of Justice was able to access to the user database of Genesis Market, which apparently has 59,000 registered users. These are users that were registered on an invite-only basis. This is still an ongoing story and is likely far from over. More users could potentially have their real identities uncovered, which could lead to more potential arrests.
0: Michal, why has Genesis Market been so popular among cybercriminals and fraudsters for so long?
1: Genesis markets specialize in the sale of identity and takeout takeover tools. More to the point, they sold compromised personal and account data obtained via the use of malware. Frosters would buy a bot from Genesis market that contained logs, live cookie sessions, and other digital fingerprint attributes. In effect, by purchasing bots, Frosters could actually purchase persistent remote access to an unsuspecting victim's computer meaning they could bypass the need for a password and, in some cases, the need for multi-factor authentication for certain online services. For potential buyers of these bots, all the hard work of obtaining an account and imitating the victim computer had already been done for them, saving valuable time and effort.
0: Has the international sting on Genesis Market resulted in a decrease in online fraud?
1: Far from it. When one dark web forum or marketplace goes down, there are always alternative services available. Sometimes new ones pop out to replace them. Cybercrime doesn't just go away after a few sites go down. Interestingly, the clearing of domains associated with Genesis Market were taken down. However, Tor Mirrors are still online, although at the moment there appears to be little activity due to the media attention brought upon it. And finally, Michal, what happens now? The FBI seizure notice asks anyone that has ever used the site to contact them. This suggests that the investigation is ongoing and we can potentially expect more arrests to take place in the future. What's more, it is curious that the web domains and servers of the ClearNet sites were taken down. However, Genesis Market is still online on the Tor DarkNet. The host was untouched in the coordinated takedown. This has led to suggestions the whole operation could be a honeypot, a trap, in order to catch the many thousands of users of the site.
0: Thank you for the update, Michal. So there's been another Darknet takedown of a major marketplace popular with fraudsters and other cybercriminals. If there's anything we've become accustomed to in a Darknet summary, it's the understanding that this is unlikely to even make a dent in global fraud rates. Determined fraudsters will always find the means to continue their illegal operations, especially if it proves financially lucrative to continue doing so. Likewise, with the sheer number of cybercrime sites available on the internet, the tools and knowledge required to commit fraud will continue to be readily available. That is why we must keep our guards up. That's the end of the Darknet Summary. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and tune in next month for the latest episode of the Darknet Summary. Our NetOne Fraud Prevention blog also contains a wealth of expert analysis on the dark web and anti-fraud issues in general, so feel free to check those out. If you wish to contact us regarding anything you've heard in this podcast or have general suggestions for us, we'd be delighted to hear from you. Send us an email to contact at nethone.com.